Hey guys, welcome to a uh, to the higher points. Here we've got another to the point episode where me and Nick take twenty minutes and we discuss something that is relevant and happening in our lives and an issue solved, something that's going bad, this and that. And we're hoping that someone could take something from what we talk about and use that in their life and help them out. I'm gonna start off and. At work, we had an issue with another manager. The guys didn't have respect for him because he is not willing to do the things that he's telling them to do. It's little things. It's him not, people not feeling like he's pulling his weight. He's an equal to me. We're managers. He stopped in and checked on me and another manager multiple times. We didn't know, like, if maybe him and the boss had had a conversation that maybe he was supposed to be doing this. We had talked about it, you know, it was frustrating us, frustrating other guys. There's a lot of frustration going on. I decided, actually, I was listening to Andy Frazilla and his podcast, and he was talking about having a hard conversation. And so I decided, and it was that day that this thing, all this happened at once, and I was like, okay, well, that's a sign from God. Like, I need to go talk to my boss about this. Come to find out, he wasn't supposed to be checking on us, and he had kind of suspected that things were like he wasn't being efficient, this and that, but he kind of had turned a blind eye to it, didn't look into it real well, had his blinders on because he's his first employee, they're, they're friends, you know, which which I get, you know, like my boss is only two years older than me, he's learning, he's growing, I'm learning, I'm growing, This this other guy is learning and growing, you know? I guess the point of this is whether that conversation is with you and a loved one about a relationship or whether it's with your boss or with a subordinate, you know, I think you need to have that hard conversation because more than likely you're going to figure it out and move on and be better from it. You know, like had had I not had this conversation, you know, we could have lost a couple of guys because they're tired of working for this boss because he doesn't do anything and he makes everybody else do the work and takes credit for it, you know? So they're like, we could lose some good help because they're tired of that manager. So I, it's best to confront the problem, figure it out, talk through it. 99% of the time, you're going to be able to talk through it and figure it out. Another thing they talked about was taking the initiative to talk to your boss about getting a raise, which like before I was like, man, the boss should really, they should be able to see how hard you're working, you know, and now me being in not the position where I'm directly managing employees and their pay and this and that, but I see where they're coming from on like why an employee needs to ask for a raise, you know, they want to see that initiative and they want you essentially to sell yourself to them like is hey I've been doing this good this good this good and a lot of people have it backwards on raises like that you know like people think that they get a raise and then they need to work to that level where an employer wants to see you work to that level and then you ask for that raise because then they, they can't say no to giving you that raise you know so I guess going back to it you know have that hard conversation take those steps Go through that process because in the end, it's going to be so much better. You know, we're, we're working things out. We're going to get it figured out and we're going to make it to where everybody wins, you know, not just, I mean, everybody's going to be happier. There's not going to be tension at work anymore. We're just, we're going to get it figured out. So I think when it comes to those relationship conversations where you said, no matter if it's a business or relationship or a personal one, where it's different with a personal one is you start to integrate emotion 
into that and feeling maybe personally attacked, which you can still get in the job site. But I think some people can come at and see the business world a little bit differently than somebody that you're intimate with. And I would say that one of the things that I found when you're having those hard conversations is just a, first of all, honesty and, and not in a, I'm trying to dig at you and I'm trying to beat you down kind of way, but also to not bring up old mud because it's like, you can't talk about the thing that I did six and a half years ago that I've been fixing or working on fixing or whatever, because it used to be a good dig that worked and, you know, ground at me. Whereas it's like, okay, we're here in this moment talking about this thing during this time and we're moving past that. So, not, you know, not picking up that old mud's important. Yep, I agree. I agree 100%. So, But, you know, now you know, we, we're like on uh, Dr. Phil now, basically, when it comes to start talking <laughs> about stuff like that. So. I mean, we're no experts by any means with this stuff. <laughs> this is stuff that I like to be a leader. I don't, I don't want to be known as a boss. You know, a boss to me, I guess, I call him the boss. He owns the company. He's the owner. There's a difference between a boss and a leader a lot of times. You know, a leader is a guy that is working with other crew members and, you know, he puts in the work and he does the dirty work and does the things nobody else wants to do. And when people see that, they tend to respect that person more. For me, those titles are terms of endearment. When, Whenever I, because I've been through one, two, three four chiefs now never did i refer to them as boss or chief right out the bat right, right out of the gate that's never something i did for instance you've always heard me in in the podcast with the sheriff and under sheriff i called tomer sarge to me that is an earned thing and is in a term of endearment that i'm giving you the respect that i feel that you've earned there could be negative connotations with the word boss but it all depends on who you are, why you're saying it, and, and all that other good stuff, too. So it just yeah. depends. And and people know that. And the people around you that you're working with know that, too. I mean, they see with their own eyes and hear with their own ears. Regardless of what you say or what you tell them, they're going to formulate their own opinions. Yeah. So. And, I mean, my thing is, is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train my guys <clears throat> to take my job, essentially. That's, that's what I'm going to do. And I feel like that's the best way to gain their respect because then they're like, hey, this guy is showing us everything he knows. He trusts us. He trusts us to do these hard things. Well, so. and you've been there, done that. Yep. You know, so that, that definitely helps. So anything else? Um, Nope. I guess I'll just carry it on to you and we'll go off of your points now. Okay. Well, I, was, I just didn't want to like to seem like I was cutting you off there. <laughs> like no. I'm just going to go into it. So one of the things that Nate and I very early on talked about that we were both on the same page on this podcast was genuine. So the things I'm getting ready to talk about I are things I genuinely feel. I'm not trying to placate certain people or to call out certain people. They're just my feelings and my genuine feelings on how these things should be handled. And it had been bouncing around my mind for a long time, even prior to COVID, because let's face it, if you get into the media they're selling whatever the next big greatest thing is that sells ad space. So it's this riot, it's this trial, it's this, you know, it's COVID, it's police are bad, it's whatever it is that sells the most ad revenue. So it's not directly related to specific things that we're dealing with like right here, right now. So they've been bouncing around for a while. So one of the things I wanted to start with was one of the Stoics, Marcus Aurelius said, you can also commit injustice by doing nothing. So... Often I think that we 
are expected to bend to what society wants. And I think that can often be a very dangerous road to go down. I mean, you can even see it uh, without getting too biblical. You can even see it in scripture where there were societies that were like, well, you know, when it comes to this sexuality thing or or these idols or whatever, they wanted to bend to whatever it was their society wanted. So it's not like this is a new struggle. It's not something that is new to the human condition. But when, just to give an example of the point that I'm trying to illustrate is like right now, Australia is threatening people that aren't vaccinated with prison time. Uh, Aust- or Austria. I don't know if I said Australia, but Aust- Austria. You know, Australia is even having weekly protests against this, and they're even going door to door, forcing people to produce their documents and their papers. And actually, if you read the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution, it talks about how you can be secure in your effects and papers and against government intrusion onto those. So, whereas, you know, they don't necessarily have those things, and they didn't have the Second Amendment anymore either, which is kind of an interesting point. Australia just recently lost pretty much their gun rights as a result of... Two years ago? Well, actually, I think it was... I can't remember. It was either New Zealand or Australia. They're right next to each other. Mm -hmm. It was either the Kiwis or them. I can't remember which. But either way, they have no way of basically standing up to their government in, in any way, shape, or form, and the government knows that. So... This to not to get too far off subject because that could be a whole conversation for another day. But what I want to get at is, so I'm a public servant. So to me, the thing that I've been learning in my leadership growth, because I was recently promoted to corporal at my job. So I've been going to more leadership trainings as a result of that. And they're all focused on servant leadership, which is what you're talking about with the situation that you had. That leader was not serving the people under him. And so as a public service, public servant, it carries extra, I guess, weight with me. When do we say enough's enough? How long are we going to stand by? And I use air quotes here since you can't see me. How long are we going to just doing my job? Okay. We police the public that we serve. So for instance, Sterling, one of the things that Sterling really harps on is code enforcement. There are a lot of people that around the city of Sterling, not just the the government fathers, not just the city manager, but people around Sterling that take pride in how it looks. So your house is going to be taken care of, your yard's going to be mowed, that kind of stuff. So the people there that I police expect that of me. So that's what I'm going to enforce. That's what I'm going to hit on. And so it's I'm, I'm no longer just, quote unquote, doing my job. It, I mean, it's, it's giving... The, it's it's utilitarianistic. I'm serving the greatest good for the greatest number. The, all those people want that done. Typically, that's what I'm going to do. Unless, of course, it's some illegal or immoral or unethical thing. So, I guess my main point is here. At what point, public servants, if you're listening to this, at what point do we realize that we're serving the people and not the government? When they're asking us to do things... That when we literally put our hand in the air and said, I swear an oath to the Constitution to protect it, when do we actually stand up and say enough is enough? Because we've been trained, equipped, prepared to do just that. When it's not the politically expedient thing, when we've been told to uphold the Constitution, especially when it comes to the Fourth Amendment, because that's a pretty big one of search and seizure, of going to people's houses and these vaccine cards and all these other things, of what point are we done? I'm not going to do this. I'm I'm not. Uh, you can fire me if you want, but uh, it's not, somebody can do it, but it's not going to be me. 
And so we're being conditioned, I think, not just law enforcement officers, but as a society as a whole, we're being conditioned to see our fellow man as the enemy. You're either a white person or a black person, or you're a vaccinated or unvaccinated. You're a pro-masker or non-masker. When we've lost the art of communication, we've lost the art of finding a middle ground. It's either you have to pick a side. You have to be on one side or the other. And that is not the case. That is not the case at all. And we're slowly being conditioned and moved into an area, I feel, where we can very easily start to be controlled and move even more into a, I guess, a, to put a word to it, a, a controlling state or a socialist state or whatever you want. I mean, if you look at some of the things that we have now, it is that way in a lot of ways. But I think we're slowly being pushed to those things. And the last part I want to kind of hit on, and I've only got a couple minutes that I can even talk on that, is I see a lot of similarities between Purdue Pharma and the opioid crisis where they were using the media and graphs and statistics and all this other kind of stuff to condition people and doctors to be for what they've got going on. When if you have a chance to read an article uh, that was published in the American Journal of Medicine on August 6, 2020, it's called The Pathophysiological Basis and Rationale for the Early Outpatient Treatment of COVID-19, where the doctors, several doctors, not just one, many, many, many doctors, and they cite many, many other papers in this paper, talk about the outpatient treatment of people with COVID-19 and using like hydrochloroquine azithromycin and other antibiotics that have some uh, antiviral properties along with them. And they were saying in this paper that a significant amount of the hospitalizations that we saw could have been avoided as a result of this. And the SARS COVID is not new. They knew this, they knew this could have been a treatment process. They knew it could have been something. So this isn't me being a conspiracy theorist. This is me looking at past history, things that have already been done that these pharmaceutical companies that are trying to make billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to increase stock profits or increase their own profits, if I take these measures off the table, if I soak up all the hydrochloroquine and the government's not allowing it to be released, or if like in Australia, I'm actually criminalizing it to where a doctor can't prescribe it, then the only option that people can see that they have that is legal is my vaccine, which costs money. And now I can make a bunch of money. But, you know, to me, the government told me everything I needed to hear when the FDA said, I'm not going to release anything about this, any of the documents or anything until 2076. You told me everything I need to know. Solid pass. So that's just me being genuine. That's not me threatening. That's not me saying like, well, look at me, I'm a big bad man or anything like that. That's just how I feel. I feel it to my core the same way that you'll hear Melissa in the podcast release the way she feels about her agriculture. I feel that protecting people's rights and standing on their side and policing them within reason in the way they want to be policed, because if they, if they don't really care about writing a bunch of traffic tickets, that's not what I'm going to do. But if it's a community that says, listen, we've got a bunch of people coming through here. We've had seven kids hit. You really need to be hammering people on traffic tickets. You're damn right. I'm going to do it. But it's policing the people that we see. And I guarantee the people around me, while there are a few that are pro-vaccine passport and all this other kind of stuff, the vast majority are not. And those are the people that I'm going to stand with. So that's just my genuineness. That's kind of where I wanted to go. 
again, something I could talk about for hours and days (laughs) if, if really needed to. So before we get off of here, you know, just to kind of recap, Nate was talking about some hard conversations and how to have them and that they need to be had and making sure that you're standing up for yourself and advocating for yourself and getting that raise because how else are they going to know? Because let's face it, your boss has a million irons in the fire, so he isn't necessarily seeing everything, every minute minutia thing that you're doing every day and what you're bringing to the company. And the only way he's going to know it's by you letting him know. Yep. And so having those hard conversations, not only in the business, but in the, the personal life. And then just uh, my thoughts on public service and where we should be at and where we should be aligning and what I think we should be doing. So before we finish here, we kind of have discussed a change to the podcast schedule. So we got to looking at our current first 15th and then every Monday in between. Well, we started going forward in the calendar, seeing what that looked like. And it ended up being where we finally got to a point where it was like we were three days and then the next release came out and then you had like this week or two week break. So the way we're going to change it from here on out is every single Monday starting in 2022 is when you can have a release. Now you can expect a full release and then a to the point and a full release and a to the point in kind of that order. There may be some exceptions if we end up having some you know, some big guest on or something that could potentially change that schedule. But so, so you can plan on our next podcast will be Melissa Baldwin from South Bend Industrial Hemp and that will be starting January 3rd. That's the first Monday. Following that on the 10th will be a to the point. The 17th will be another full release. The 24th will, will be another to the point. And the 31st will be another full release. So every Monday from here on out, starting in 2022, just to kind of make it easier. And we'll release it at the same time, pretty much 8 a.m. in the morning. So if you're starting your work day or you're on your way to work or your drive or whatever, you can you know kind of start that, start playing that and listening to that. So we just appreciate your time. Be sure to hit us up on Facebook at The Higher Points. Our website's www.thehigherpoints.com, and we're also on Instagram at The Higher Points. We appreciate your time.